Hello everybody, welcome to Cadaver Lab episode 77. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And today we are going to be talking about Black Death. You know what's funny? You beat me to that. I was going to do that. It just seems like you need to say that. Say it that way. (laughs) Well, and you know, I was thinking about this because every time I say Black Death, it reminds me of a good old song that you made up and changed the words to. And I was hoping you'd honor us by singing the song. It's a uh, play off the, the song Black Flag no. by, uh, by uh, King's, King's X. X. Yeah. Well, if you just share how you no. changed it. Did I change that? That, uh, that we really enjoyed singing. No. No. Well, no, oh, okay. that was, listen, that was that seemed like it was so long ago. It seemed like it was five years ago. And I'm just no, but literally, it was like 20 years ago. Come on, leave me alone. It's funny It's funny because uh, I was actually singing that in my head, the version you made up. Uh-huh. Um, and I couldn't believe that I remembered it. I couldn't believe that you remembered that too. Yeah, that, that was no, good I, I totally spaced. You know, I even listen to that King's X album all the time. And I don't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love awesome. that album. In fact, uh, in fact, uh, I went through a period. Oh, I don't know where I, where I would. You know, I mean, within the last two or three years, where I listened to that album just like like three or four days straight. It's a good one. And I tell you what, it's it's their self-titled and I and it reminded me of all the golf ball hunting and all that stupid shit we used to do. Back I know. In the day. Dude, we should, you know what? For our break, we should play Black Flag. Ooh. Cuz it's kind of like black. Well, you know what? That that's a great idea. All right. Why not? I, I love it, dude. Do I think it's the best song on that album? Maybe not. No. But no, probably not. In fact, I know it's not, but it's still Oh, dude, I love King's X though. I know. That was good stuff. You know what I was thinking about doing? What? Have you have you uh have you had a chance to listen to Heritage by Opeth, their new stuff? Yeah, dude. I I've been oh listening to that gosh. all over. I like that. I love it. Well, dude, I've been listening to that nonstop. And yeah. it's I mean, for those out there who've been listening to the show for a while, they probably know that we here at the Cadaver Lab are huge fans of Opeth. We we endorse. We, we endorse it. We do. Well, and you know what? This is, what what is this? They're like 10th album. It's called Heritage. They come mm-hmm. out. It has a different, well, you could, it, obviously, it's obviously Opeth. I mean, because yes. they have the, you know, the long songs, the 8 to 12 minute songs. Yeah. You know, they're like a journey through yep. a point of life and you come out victorious. Yes. All right. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a little melodramatic, but you know what I mean? Well, you know, and, and I mean, the music's complex, all this other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. the, this album though, it doesn't have the death growl, which I, which I was a little bit bummed at first, but yeah. the, I mean, there, there is so much awesomeness on this album. I, well, that's the thing is it just, it doesn't, I mean, I enjoy like you, I enjoy some of that, uh, the devil growl every once in a while, but, and it was interesting because I listened to so I'm like, dude, if someone didn't know about Opeth and they just started listening to this album, they would think they're, pro- they're the biggest wusses. Well, you know, I wonder about that because it's definitely not their it based in their death metal roots. You know, yeah. it, it's funny because it seems to me that Opeth was really proggy in the beginning and maybe somewhat pretentious, and then it kind of got down to the nitty gritty with uh-huh. some just death, and then it, they've kind of come out. You know, and you know, I mean, it's 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 hard for me to choose a favorite album, honestly. Mm-hmm. Be, I mean, regardless of what stage in their career they were in, but yeah. man, I am listening. I'm listening to Heritage. I'm listening to the shit out of it. 
Well, you know what's so funny about that is you introduced me to Opeth, and I, they must have had nine albums out when you introduced me to it. I didn't even know this is their tenth. But when I checked them out from the Cadaver Lab library, yeah, um, I didn't really pay attention to what album was on, like what was on each album. Uh -huh. I just downloaded. I, I mean, sorry, excuse me. I, I, <laughs> you I checked it God, out. I checked them out, and so I had. We're like the, like just we're like the all the albums at one time. Opeth. Yeah, and so what I did was I made a smart list of Opeth, and so I had all their albums, and I would just it would just skip through like play different songs oh, from yeah. all nine albums. So I don't I didn't I haven't even listened like straight through on any other album. Well, it doesn't matter because um, I there are very few songs that I skip, and there yeah. are a couple on their very first album that I think are just uh, you know maybe a little bit too immature. <laughs> immature for my taste because oh my opus is like a fine piece of art like a fine wine it takes time to sit and appreciate it <laughs> oh. no, I, <laughs> you know what my you know what my favorite song on the album is though what? i and you know it's so terrible i don't even know what the name of it is but it's track number eight track number eight let's check it out real quick let's see i love that song track number oops Oh shoot! Of course now, of course my freaking Firefox decides to like spin for a minute. Good okay. one, Firefox. Firefox can suck my balls. Oh really? The lines in my hand. My favorite's number nine, Folklore. Oh see, I like that one too. Oh dude, well you you know it's funny because Spanish guitar number eight is just. I mean, I can just keep playing it. Oh so good. <laughs> oh dude, well you know I was thinking about playing a song off off Opeth today. Yeah, so, well then do it. So now, but it's like an eight minute song. But you know we're gonna play two now. Okay, I like it. Because you know what? You don't want to know why? Because we effing can. <laughs> what? Yeah, effers. Well, Listen, Chickless. You can sweat out your ass all you want. But we're still playing two songs. Listen, Chickless. <laughs> uh, I'm calling you out, Chickless. He's <laughs> the new Kevin Bacon, you sweaty ass. Dude. <laughs> Dude, from now on, let's do the six degrees of Chickless' sweaty ass. <laughs> It'll always be back to me since I freaking saw it. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Oh, that was too Dude, funny. I should have been. I'm going to have to. Should have taken a picture of that, man. I should have taken a picture of that, but now I'm looking through my Who Else Said That, and why in the hell do I not have a Michael Chickless on there? Dude, you know what? Speaking of Who Else Said That, we we're, were talking about Black Death, and I'll tell you what. You know, we have I have some stuff to go through before uh, we talking about it, but it was tough for me to find stuff. Not not because yeah. not because I you know it, it was like they weren't saying well they weren't saying funny stuff, but that usually doesn't matter because they usually take it and try to make it funny. But this was such a good movie, I had a hard time taking notes. You know, yeah, and I, pause, I you know this was a this was a out of left field, man. This was a good choice. Congra congrats well, was... on your first Cadaver Lab movie choice. Listen. I, I was pretty pretty excited about that. I think the other one that I think I did choose another one before, and it was recycle. Recycle. Oh, you did. Was, oh yeah, was, was the, that uh, was that anti-abortion? Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. Oh yeah, that, but uh, yeah, but right. yeah, no. This I was I. This has been on my instant queue. It's one of those things where you know how you get lost in the journey of Netflix. Oh like, shit! You put yeah. something in your queue, and then they pop up like twelve movies. You're like, well. Shit, they're free. Put yeah, that in. Put that in. Yeah, exactly. In. Yeah. So this is like at the end of I don't even know what little six degrees of shit I went through right. to get to right. the black black death, but I was glad I did. Well, and I'll tell you what. I mean, I I I'd actually started watching this before, but if, but I mean, pure you know classic Mike. I fell asleep within the first ten minutes. You know, my wife watched the whole thing, and of course she was like, "It was a really good movie, but it just it it was just I can't." I just could not stop thinking about it, you know. Really? She gets like all. Sometimes she gets all hung up on a movie. 
that that she, it will just like really disturb her, and she won't be able yeah. to. And that's you know, and that's I you know I, I didn't realize that was going on, you know. Dude, I've had that happen. Can I? I'm gonna admit something on the sure. show. People are gonna really think I messed up. Okay. But it's another Sam dream. <laughs> oh shit. And uh, but it's a recurring nightmare, not the one about where I buried the neighbor's baby in the concrete. That's weird. But uh, that was weird. <laughs> but uh, this is where. Have you ever seen the movie Explorers? Uh, the one where they they get one of those tilt the world things in a bubble. Yes. Yes. So I, when I was a kid, I freaking loved that movie. I had my mom who I would have her rent that video. Ethan oh Hawke and River Phoenix, right? Exactly. I would have her rent that movie probably once every two weeks. We, right. I would watch it, and I would watch it. Oh, rent it. What did I say? No, no, no. I just think oh, it's funny it. oh, how yeah. quaint. Oh, my gosh. It was so good, and I just loved that movie. And it kind of got stupid when they got up there and the alien was a clown. But, I mean, it was just <laughs> – I mean, it was – but it was – I'm telling you, I love that movie. So, anyways, I have this reoccurring dream where I have to build a spaceship – and it usually is like that. And I have to figure out like the little balloon, little bubble thing that they had. Uh -huh. And, and I need to take off. And so last night, um, I, I had the dream where I, I finally broke through the government to, to get the bubble and I had all figured it out. And I was at the last piece where I had to go into this shack Dude. and, uh, and I had to, the, the key word was to get through the little door so that I got to my spaceship. I had to bet exactly $75 on a no limit game of poker. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and the other two people that were with me had to do the same thing, and so I kept betting seventy five dollars, but these other dumbasses kept betting eighty five and a hundred dollars, mm. and so I'm like, you jackasses, we all have to bet seventy five dollars, and but I couldn't tell them why because then everybody else would know there was a spaceship outside, right? And so right as soon as they did, my effing alarm went off this morning, and I was bummed today. Like Dude, I like I went through the why day. Why can't I have awesome dreams? I always dreamed oh, of getting shit, chased. Man. Well, I I I was I was bummed. Like I got up, I'm like I. I really wish I could have had like 10 more minutes of sleep so that I could have gone through and gotten to the spaceship because now I'm like pissed today. I'm pissed. Like I didn't accomplish what I wanted to because the dumbass jackasses next to me wouldn't bet the $75. So I was pissed at everybody at work. They get a kick in the balls. Today. Yeah, dude. Those Whoever those imaginary people in my dreams would get kicks in the balls. Oh my gosh, dude. That is awesome. So, but it sure feels good to get that off my chest. And people I know are going to think I'm so weird for talking about my dreams like that, but Damn Dude, it. it actually gives us more of an insight into your into your your psyche, and we <laughs> all we all want, want that. that. Sure, we do. Dude, recurring dreams about burying neighbors' babies in concrete and flying in spaceships sure, and shit. Sure, all right. That's well, all. That's I, all. If, if good anybody stuff. can, you know what? If anybody can interpret those dreams, call up and, and leave a voicemail with your interpretations of what those dreams mean. <laughs> I and, have a uh, feeling that really the interpretations you get are going to be bullshit, but they might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'll take anything at this point because, of course, I haven't had the, uh, I haven't had the baby dream for since I talked about it. So that's probably good. I think talking about it probably exercises it. Oh, I hope I don't get chased tonight because I mentioned it. You know what's interesting is I, I a long time ago I, I I was having some weird dreams and so um, I wanted to learn how to remember dreams and so I read a dream book and it talked about how most people have about five dreams every night. Right. And you can start to learn to remember them if you're going to sleep and you think, I want to remember my dreams. And then right when you wake up, you need to think back on your dreams. Because if you start moving, then it, it moves chemicals around or something, and then you, you forget your dreams. And I was to the point where I could remember three and four dreams every single uh, day when I woke up. Really? Yeah, I can't do that anymore. I just haven't really focused on it. But I, I got to a point where I could do that. Dude, that's like gr dreamscape stuff, dude. I, I have that in my queue. I need to watch that. <laughs>
Actually, I have no idea if it's Dreamscape stuff. It's been so long since I've seen that. But whatever. Oh my gosh. All right, sorry. We're off on a tangent. No, that was good. So that, to, that was good. We all know, we all know Sam now. Yeah, okay. We all, we're, we're all glad we, we know Sam a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're here to share. Well, dude, do you know what we ought to do? Speak, yeah. You know, getting back to the songs, we ought to do a song of the episode. Just one like song. That. Or I like not. That. I think it's, no, I but, think that's a good idea. No, no, no. But, but here's why I say or not. If there's been a song hitting you, and yeah. it like and it like really it really like speaks to your soul, dude. Or, or make my balls tingle, something like that. Exactly. Well, all right. Yeah, we want everyone else's balls to tingle, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> sure. Gross. Unless your name's Chaz Bono. <laughs> what? Because well, they might fight, they might uh, tingle off. I don't know how that stuff works. Well, dude, uh, you know what? I I don't mind his balls tingling a little. <laughs> Why not? Do you know? Dude, you know what's funny about that, what? by the way? I need to get this picture and give it to you. Oh, dear. But there is a picture going out of, you know, Chaz Bonas on Dancing with the Stars? Mm-hmm. Well, and yes, I do watch that show. I freaking love Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I'll admit that, too. But anyways, there's a picture of Chaz Bono, um, and he's doing a little dance move where he has his hand up like that. And somebody photoshopped Jake Heaps, a quarterback for BYU. <laughs> As he had just missed the fumble, and he looks like he's doing a dance move. He looks like he's got he's got the gayest looking pose with his foot forward, and they made it perfect so he looks like he's dancing with Chaz Bono. Shut it up! Is, it I saw it, and no, I'm a BYU fan, and and I'm hoping some Jake Heaps gets better. But I'll tell you what, I almost I almost threw up. I was laughing so hard at this picture, and I keep getting this. I keep telling this guy to freaking send me the picture, and he doesn't do it because I want to send it over to you because you'll think it's. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Send it over. That'll be our episode art. <laughs> hey, that sounds good. People will be like, "What? WTF like, is going on?" First of all, who? What is? <laughs> They'll take a look at it and like, "Oh shit." Okay, dude, I'm gonna get that tomorrow. Right. I'm gonna get it and send it over to you. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, awesome, dude. Oh, all right, that's uh, enough tangents for me. All right. All right. Uh, so, song of the episode. So, uh, like I'm saying, us. only if it hits you. Only if it means okay. something right. to you. Okay. Okay. Right. Because we're deep, and yeah. we're very emotional here at the Cadaver Lab. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, People I'm, tune in. I'm also thinking about resurrecting that. the death scenes. Oh yeah, we, we haven't done that in a long time. I even already chose one and, and picked it out and, and got it oh, really? ready. So we'll throw one in this at the end of this episode. Um, but uh, before we get into the movie, of course, you know I always have crap to talk about um we're, yeah. we're doing the cadaver lab movie party on october 5th at 8 p.m um, nice. so you're in right yep i'm in i'm in and it seems it seems like there's a few spots left over as we're recording so go to cadaverlab.com uh right now i think it's our top story on the on the on the website but after we put out this episode it'll it'll be the second it, you know be the second story down there's the link to the facebook page go ahead and rsvp and uh i mean we need eight total people and then uh, we're going to be watching TerraVision. we're going to be doing it wednesday october 5th 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific um but 8 p.m mountain because that's the only time zone that matters nothing sounds good uh okay sounds but yeah good. sorry to, I, i've been getting a lot i got i've gotten a couple of emails and stuff oh i don't have an xbox we should do it somehow else you know and and, uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe we can all start the movie at the same time and blah, blah, blah. Nah, Xbox makes it easy. Sorry. <laughs> Xbox Gold account, Netflix, there you go. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, there, there should be more. I mean, we'll, we'll, it, this is all a work in progress, people. We don't know what we're doing. We're not perfect. 
We're not perfect. Come on. No. We are only in a quest for perfection. We have oh, not yet geez. achieved it. Nice. Okay? <laughs> nice. You know what's funny is all the inside jokes that only you and I get. That, I know. That and no one, everyone else is just like, what? That, and they tickle our fancy and nobody else's. Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's really all I got. Me too. All right, so uh, hey, uh, okay, so let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll play some. Uh, we'll play Opeth off their tenth studio album. This is folklore.
Hi guys, this is Lauren. I um, recently joined your Facebook group, and um, I keep writing down notes like every time I watch your show because I get really bored at work. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know I was I was really furious today because like the internet at work was too slow, so I couldn't listen to your your podcast for like nine hours straight. Um, so yeah, as, as far as like other podcasts go. Um, when I was listening to the Fulci one, like, you guys had me at Furburger, um, because Don't, Don't Torture the Ducklings, like, not my favorite one of theirs, but I actually, like, I actually really, I'm into the New York Ripper, but I can, um, yeah, I could just really relate to your guys' chemistry there, when you're, like, talking about how you fell asleep, and you woke up, and there was a big furkini there, um, anyway, yeah, like, I, I went back and listened to a lot of older episodes, and, yeah, you know, I felt bad that people were giving Sam kicks to the balls, especially since, like, even Steve, like, in one of the other episodes fucked up, like, the difference between he was lumping in Jalos and Poliziotos, and they're, you know, different subgenres. But I like you guys don't take your shit too seriously either because, I mean, it's horror. Um, and it's it's cinema. You know, these people in the box of dancing pictures are, you know, they're not that unhappy. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, one bone I had to pick with you guys was, like, with David Hess. He's pretty awesome, and he sings, he has the voice of an angel, so that kind of, um, that makes him less intimidating. And, um, I was having trouble looking through your site to see if you did, like, a, here, you guys are going to give me a, a kick to the, um, to the cervix for this one. Brigitte, like, any movies with Gene Roland, if you did, like, a Roland show, or, like, anything with... Brigitte Lahine, because I know I've heard you talk about like Living Dead Girl, which I love, and I totally want to hook up Katrine from that with Bub the Zombie from from Day of the Dead. But anyway, yeah, I really like his shit, and he's got Brigitte Lahine who shows off her fur a lot. Cause she used to, she actually used to do porn. But um, anyway, I love the show, and um, they better fix the internet at work tomorrow, or I'm gonna like, I'm gonna rage on them seriously. And I have not listened to the Star Crash episode yet because I actually I want to I want to see that one first. Um, anyway, never change, you guys. All right, bye. Well, she's the only person that never wants us to change. That is amazing. No, no. This, by the way, the Star Crash I, Star Crash was a Friday Night Fright. So that was just Aaron throwing up that movie. You can watch for free on cadaverlab.com. By the way, thanks go out to uh, Aaron for keeping up with all that stuff. He's doing a great job with all that. Um, nice. So, Jean Rolin, Sam, are you familiar? No. Well, okay. So you know that kind of movie that's like like really sleazy that you like? When you're I've like you you watch it on your TV or something, and anytime like you hear someone walking down the hall, like you hear a creak in the hall, you hear you turn it off, pretend you're watching SVU. <laughs> I may have done that. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's basically just describes Roland's movie. Oh my! You know, and, and the thing is, is, don't get me wrong. I love this guy. I do. I mean, but I, it, and I always get him mixed up with the. Uh, there's a. I, uh, he's like a French. Let's see. I th- he's he's a French kind of erotic horror guy, and there, I think there's a mm. Spanish one. I can't remember his. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, darn it, the name of this guy too. Uh, mm. Anyway, but um, the the movies the movies that he puts out are all. I mean, there some people. You know, it's 
I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't know if, if he's like loved or hated, um, you know, where, where he is with a lot of people. Cause a lot of people don't talk about his stuff because they're basically like, um, like I said, they're basically just kind of, uh, uh, these, um, horror erotic horror stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I like him. I think it's the, uh, <laughs> I, the, it's the problem is, is I can never find a chance to watch him. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to um, make sure that nobody is, uh, you know, going to pop in on you. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of like that. But, yeah, the guy who I got to mix up with is Jesus Franco. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was a movie that I've really wanted to watch called um, Virgins Among the Living Dead. That's directed by Jesus Franco and Jane Rollin. Both of them. Really? That's probably the ultimate in Euro sleaze. Dude, that that would be... Uh, I don't even have anything for that. Well, there you go. That is amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why, why don't people talk about those two more? I've never heard of them, and that's, I'm going to get another kick to the balls for that. But, well, I, don't uh, know if, I, I don't know if you're... I mean, really, because nobody talks about them. Yeah. So, I, do you want to know how I, talked about, how I heard about them? How? Just Netflix, you know, you're talking about the six degrees. You know, no you way. put in a fairly sleazy movie, and then it like uh-huh. suggests more. And you're like, ooh, this one looks at least a little bit more sleazy. So you go you add that, that one. Half of them, half of them are going to be less, and half of them are going to be more. So the trick is to find them more. Oh, dude, and I don't know. And like I said, I don't think they're all bad movies. I, I yeah. just, uh, it's just you, you know what you're going to get. You know, you're right. going to get a lot of, uh, you know, sleaze and whatever. Gotta love it. Right. Whatever. Freaking awesome. Thanks for the call, though. Yeah. Appreciate it. I'm sorry your internet's slow. That would be frustrating. Especially when you cannot listen to these dulcet tones. Nine hours of Cadaver Lab. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. She couldn't listen to us for nine hours, and that's why she was sane enough to actually pick up a phone and be able to dial the numbers and call. Oh, uh, yes. That is a trick. Turn <laughs> it off. Turn it off, people. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's, uh, let's get talking about uh, Black Death. What do you say? All right. Let's right. do it. Came out in 2010. IMDb gave it a guess what? I'm gonna say 7.4. 6.5. Dang it. Um, directed by Christopher Smith. Now Christopher Smith is uh, has kind of come on recently. Um, in 2004, he directed a movie called Creep, which uh, I don't I don't know. It, it was I don't know how much success it had or anything like that, but it was okay. It had that uh, you know the girl in the first uh, oh shoot Frankie Potenti. Do you, know who the, do you know who I'm talking no. about? She's uh-huh. she's the girl that was in the first Born movie, and she died oh. in the second one. Spoiler! Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah she yeah. was in. She, was she in? The, I think she was in that, and huh. uh, it it was about it was kind of a subway horror, and it was a pretty good flick. Uh, however, huh. I don't think he came into his own until he he directed a movie called Severance, which was uh, kind of a horror comedy, you know, based in you know what uh, like a company retreat and a bunch of shit goes down. And have you seen the movie <laughs> Triangle? Um, I don't think so now. Oh, that was I. I actually really like Triangle as well. It was uh, it starred the, the 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 female lead from Thirty Days of Night. Why am I so bad with names? I don't know, but uh, anyway, because <laughs> uh, there's a million of them that you deal with. Yeah, I, I guess, but uh, whatever. Uh, let's see. It was written by Dario Poloni, whose only other credit that I've that was horror was Wilderness, two thousand six. It was an Irish horror film. I've never seen it. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. it starred uh, Sean Bean. 
as Ulrich. Uh-huh. Sean Bean yep. is the freaking man, by the way. Yeah, he's not good stuff. just for this movie, but especially in this movie. Um, he was in uh, he was in Game of Thrones. Oh, is that right? I haven't seen any yep. of those. Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones. He's Ned Stark. Dude, he was also he's he's been like he was in uh, Lord of the Rings. Yep. He was in Silent Hill. That, and he's in the Hitcher remake. Mm-hmm. I love I've that. seen that. I love that guy. Uh, let's see. Then it it, it uh, had Eddie Redmayne as Osmond, Karis Van Houten as Len Langiva. Is that how you, is that how she said it? Langiva. <laughs> I have that no sounds idea. Dirty. I didn't even catch her name the whole time. Well, yeah, me neither. Uh, John Lynch as Wolfstown. Tim McGe- Tim McGearney as uh, Hob and Kimberly Nixon as Avril. Um, Did you say David Warner? No, what, who, who's David Warner? He was like the uh, the main priest guy, main monk. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who's in uh, uh, The Omen. And Tron. Dude, he's old. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. getting up there. He looked pretty, yep. I guess, obviously, he's he is old. But I haven't seen, it's like he went from, you know, 70s or 80s dude to all of a sudden he's like, wow, he's old. Yeah, well, and I, that's how I recognized him. I was like, whoa, that's Sark from Tron. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's been in a, that guy was in a, a, an awful lot of Hammer movies, or not necessarily Hammer, but old British horror movies. Uh, oh yeah, he always shows up in the Hammocus movies where we watch. Ah. Anyways, uh, the year is thirteen forty eight, which is actually a really good year uh, because the number thirteen forty eight is coincidentally my record for number of times I jerked it in a week. <laughs> So you learn something. Sweet. Yeah, awesome. Uh, basically, this takes place in plague-ridden medieval England. Uh, we we are introduced to a young monk named Osmond who's fallen in love with Avril. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. she's a woman who's taken or a girl. You know, she's a, she's a young woman who's taken sanctuary in a monastery, basically to hide from the plague. The plague's all over the place. There's a big scare, everything like that. It's killing. Basically, you know, I mean, this this is seriously one of those bring out your dead. Well, and if you don't know how the plague started, watch uh, Ancient Aliens Thursday nights on the History Channel. Oh, really? Why don't you enlighten us? Well, hey, listen, they have also, it's amazing. I watched this show, and they have all sorts of explanations for everything, that it was all ancient aliens that came here, like all the statues that have been uh, made. It's always people that are wearing helmets and, like, suits. Dude. So if you have any questions about what started what, it was ancient aliens coming here. Dude, screw building a wall on the southern border. I think we need to, to, to create a big giant bubble. So the yeah. aliens, like, like ETs. That's some scary stuff, dude. Dude, I know it. Elongated skulls, really <laughs> weird stuff. Scary shit, really dude. weird. It is. is isn't there? Uh, aren't there skeletons made out of crystal? Well, yeah. There's a crystal skull that they found, and they said that there's no way. Of course, that's what they say. Right. There's no way that that could have been made by human hands when they. When and of they course, found we it. all believe it because we're like, I couldn't make that shit. Well, dude, if you've seen it, you're just like, what? That is, I can't, that's bizarre. I've not seen it. I've only seen it in Indiana Jones. Yeah, and what's funny is they talk about that a little bit every once in a while, because obviously that's like, they all cheered when that movie came out. Oh, um, really? Because it's like their flagship, uh, whatever. But but uh, there's really a crystal skull, and it's it's really weird looking, dude. I mean, it looks like a skull, but it even has teeth and things. You're like, how do they do that? Really? Like, seriously, how would you do that? I don't know how you do it. We're going to have to do an ancient alien show. (laughs) it's pretty amazing okay so uh basically what happens is um what happens i think what it is and correct me if i'm wrong they 
the plague is that she was she was staying in the monastery to keep away from the plague. However, somehow the plague infiltrates the monastery, and Osmond talks to her and is like, "Hey, listen, you need to leave. You know, you need to go somewhere safe." And uh, so basically, he shoes her away. And uh, you know, I, of course, of course, I'm skipping this big love. You know, this big yeah. you know emotional high. We forbidden, are totally in love. love. Yeah. And that's just because I'm a man and I'm not very emotionally. Um, Mature. You wear your colors on your sleeve. I guess. I mean, not your colors, your emotions. Oh, no. Oh, my, you know what? I, I'm, the only emotion I wear on my sleeve is anger. Because that's the manliest of all emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Anyhow, so basically she, you know, reluctantly she takes off. She tells Osman, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna be at this place at the edge of the forest for the next five days at, at, uh, at uh, dawn. And I'm going to wait for you there. But after if after five days you haven't shown up, I'm taking off forever. Uh, anyway, so Osman is freaking out. He's, you know, he's, he's on the one hand, he's becoming a monk. And on the other, his true love is just taken off. And mm-hmm. basically, he prays to to for God to give him a sign, letting him know what he needs to do. You know, whether right. he should go out and meet her, or um, you know, it, whether he's needed back at the monastery to fulfill his vows and whatnot. Well, then we enter Ulrich and his team. Now, Ulrich is is Sean Bean. He is k- kind of a crusader. He has kind of a a mean, rough looking bunch of uh, of dudes with him. One of them I liked was bald with a full beard. I think that's yep. a good look for people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and they each have their own specialty. Like one, one's a torturer. One's a, you know, uh, like the bald guy is like a, he's just a bizarre. He's an interrogator, right, or something I like can't that. remember. I can't remember exactly what it was. But they each had their own little part to the, uh, part of the, um, you know, the team. And they had to mm-hmm. each kind of pull their own weight. Well, um, they come to the monastery because they've heard that there's a village, you know, somewhere in a, in a remote area that has been immune to the plague. And mm-hmm. they take this as being a sign that uh, since they believe that the plague was God's wrath manifest, you know, it's, it's there to kill the sinners, that there must be a necromancer, put, you know, that puts an evil spell on the town, yeah, you know, right. thwarting the will of God or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so the, the, it just so happens that when when Ulrich goes, you know, so a couple of members of his team goes to talk to some of these guys, they, they come in looking for someone who can help them make it there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a guide or whatnot. And since this, the the, the village that, they're, that they need to go visit isn't far from where Avril is waiting for Osman. Osman sees this as the sign from God, and he says, listen, I'll, 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 I'll take you there. I'll, I'll be your guide. And uh, so the journey is afoot, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Now, Ulrich and his team, I, I don't know. To describe them, they're, they're just kind of cold and brutish. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't want I, I think a, a big part of the movie has to do with, um, you know, the personality or the, the mission or the way that, that this team takes care of business. And I feel like I'm kind of skipping over it a little bit. Well, no, I mean, you you really, you just kind of get a sense through dialogue Mm -hmm. and kind of how they introduce each other. There's one guy that's kind of sitting, I don't know why he gets to be carried by everybody else on the wagon, Mm -hmm. but he's, he's kind of being carried along while Osmond's walking by. And so you kind of understand them more from just them kind of talking and who they are and stuff like that. In fact, there's one scene where a, a guy from the group ends up getting the plague. And so you kind of see how they react to that. Oh, so yeah. I think that's more how they, and so you really get a feel over the, 
you know, the 10 minutes that they're, they're kind of journeying to this, uh, to this village of who these guys are. Yeah. And it, they're all just cold and in real, just down to business. They're here to get, get yeah, the job exactly. done. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of fun going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they, they also, one of the, my, one of my favorite things and I need to get me one of these is they, you were talking about the wagon that they had. Well, on the back of the wagon, they kind of had portable torture devices. They had like yeah. a portable dungeon. Yeah. With all sorts of uh, kick-ass, uh, you know, medieval torture devices, of course. Well, they, they showed them setting it, and so you could see, like, they reversed the machine so it would be set for somebody. And you kind of saw what it did, and it said it would rip them from oh. the gas hole and mouth or oh, something. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, these things were wicked. In fact, yeah. I, see, I mean, not to get off on another tangent, but this movie kind of made me later on Google the, um, you know, some of the medieval torture devices. And there's some, like, wicked ones. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, listen, I think Sam's, Sam wouldn't find this as being tortured, but uh, what was it? The, uh, it was something like the pair of, I don't know, the pair of despair or something like that, where basically they put this this thing that, that kind of looks like an upside-down pair. Let's take it up your butt, and then they twist the top of it, and it, like, oh. opens up. And it, oh. Uh, yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, that one, that one I figured that uh, you might have one at home. You know, I mean, maybe a, a pink one or something for your games. No, that sounds like that sounds like probably an accessory for the Buckeye 2000. Ooh. Dude, that, that's pro- that could be an attachment that we put on the top. Yeah, dude. Man, the Buckeye 2000 would be the Dremel of sex toys. <laughs> anyway, so, you know, as they go along, uh, the journey takes them to the spot where Avril was supposed to meet Osmond. Uh, he, he there finds nothing but a bloody scarf um, at first, but then he realizes there's a gang of rabid bandits. Mm-hmm. And uh, right then we, we kind of get our first taste of um, kind of the fight. The, uh, this is our first fight scene. We get a taste of kind of the gore and the violence that this movie kind of has to offer us. And I thought it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was it was really good battle scenes. I mean, you know, I remember when Braveheart came out, you had some pretty good stuff. Uh-huh. And, you know, this was this was on par. Okay, it, you know, there's a, there's a part where I think it's Sean Bean ends up taking his sword and cutting a guy's head off, and on the ground, and so just you know, oh yeah, yeah. cuts it, and then the head kind of separates from the body. And I thought it was good. I, I mean, it was just it was realistic, and you just keep thinking to yourself, how did these? I mean, how that stuff went on, but how in the world did they? Did they survive that kind of stuff? Yeah, this movie had a lot of kind of um, Braveheart esque, mm-hmm. you know, uh, attributes to it. Base, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know if it was the same time. I can't remember what time, uh, what period of time uh, that all that was going on. But I mean, yeah. there was like the brutal hand to hand fighting. You know, you had like the the grungy, dirty people. You know, I'll tell you what. I, I I'll, maybe I'll save this for what I learned, but I cannot. I, I don't know how I would have walked around for that long without taking a shower. Well, no kidding, and that's what's so gross: all their teeth falling out. Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, that's just the way it was, yep. and it's no wonder why some of that stuff spread around. Exactly. Anyhow, so uh, basically, they they kick the asses of these these rabid bandits, and, and they they come to the to this marsh, and right on the other side of the marsh is this is the town that they were you know, been looking for the, the town that has been plague free. Um, even though their mission is to, you know, find the necromancer, they, they show up, first of all, they, you know, they walk across the, the, the marsh and they have to leave their portable dungeon behind because it, you know, it just won't make it through the marsh. So they show up there and they basically just tell them, Hey, listen, we, you know, we're just here to rest. 
you know, we're hoping you guys can help us out, give us a spot to kind of recoup from, you know, the battle we had or whatever. And uh, the 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 town was kind of kind of bizarre. It's kind of like one of those. I don't know. It kind of had an air of. I mean, you polygamy. Knew, well, of what? Polygamy. Maybe there was way more hot chicks. That's oh, yeah. that's the difference between polygamy and this. Is that the chicks in this were like hot? But, but you know, you see the you see those guys drive through the polygamous town in southern Utah and Nevada, uh-huh. and and what happens is they drive down. It's like it's like driving through um, Yellowstone. The animals come out and give you these dumb looks, and it's the same <laughs> thing you get with the polygamists. They all come out of their house and they look at you like, "Who? <laughs> Who the hell is that?" And so uh, that's kind of the way I felt with this movie because they all came out and just kind of stared at them like uh, like dumb polygamous animals. Oh yeah, they did. Well, and the th- and you know, I mean. It's obvious that they were trying that, that they weren't necessarily trying to hide anything, but they were, you know. But there was just kind of a weird, uneasy feeling, you know, between Hob, the the, the main guy, you know, mm-hmm. who was who was like sickeningly like friendly, but at yeah. the same time he was being kind of reserved. Is it, am I making sense? Does that even make sense? No, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, okay. It turns out that this is a town full of dump, dump, dump. Pagans. <laughs> is that pretty dramatic? No, it did. I mean, it got me. <laughs> the the town church is dusty, um, you know, and it, it you know it's just every everybody's like really super, just weird and nice and and I don't know it, it the the town kind of just had a weird air to it. Like I said, anyhow, uh, so basically that night they all get together and they have a um, kind of a lunch. Uh, or uh, sorry, a dinner, and uh, at that time, Langiva has Osmond come out and check out the, and show him that they have Avril, and I, I he, yep. they may have shown that they, that he has Avril before, but they but basically during the dinner that she says, listen here, you know, you need to come watch this. She, he follows to a spot and he watches a kind of, I guess a, some kind of a pagan burial ritual or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, at the you know why well, I, I don't know I think basically the reason for that is because back at the dinner hall everybody who was drinking the wine basically was being poisoned and passed out and right. we know that Langiva kind of had something for Osman anyhow uh, by the way be, besides being poisoned that great hall looked awesome good food yeah. fine wine yeah. slutty ladies you know, I don't know. It'd be awesome. It'd be good to party. Yeah, the problem is, is they they did get poisoned, and they Ulrich and his team wake up in kind of a, a cage that's that's in the water. You know, the water level's kind of up to their chest or whatever. They're bound mm-hmm. in there, and and uh, they're basically just kind of being held there. Uh, you know, as their prisoners. Um, and this is kind of when the the towns are showing their true colors. Uh, it, and this is kind of a it's. It, I didn't know when I started watching this that this is the way that it was going to go um, right. because it was weird. We we basically end up finding out that, that Langeva was and not maybe not necessarily Hob was kind of the leader of the of the uh, of the village. I don't know. Why do you want to know why Hob basically? You know the answer the Hob gives why as to why Langeva is is in charge because because she's hot because she's beautiful. That, That's not the dumbest idea. That is the ever. power of the pussy. 
<laughs> and you know, you know, the thing is, is it it wouldn't be so funny if it. I mean, it'd be funny except for it's true. And so I know. So, anyways, uh, anyway, so so basically, it, it towards the end of the movie, it's uh, it's Langiva based going through each one of uh, Ulrich's team members trying to make them renounce God, and, and either they renounce or they or they are are put to death. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, in, in some cases they renounce and they're put to death, but whatever. Yes. Um, and also, uh, one, one funny, or one thing to mention is that Lingiva claims to, she, she tells Osmond that she, that she likes him because she's going to give him a chance to, she claims that she's brought back, uh, Avril from the dead. And, uh, just, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to give too much away to the, the mm-hmm. end part. I think this is kind of when all the interesting stuff starts to, you know, kind of, unfolds and, and right. we, we kind of see the true nature of, of what's going on. Um, uh, you know, I mean, basically on, I mean, on both sides, you know, and so anyway, I, I, I don't know what, do you think there's anything else we need to talk about in the story? I no, I, I, cause I think, but I think it's important to realize that there's a whole bunch of twists and turns right there at the end. Um, and it ends fantastically. I agree. I and mean, I thought, I thought that, uh, the way that they wrapped everything up, you know, they could have left us hanging, but they didn't. And, and they ended up wrapping some things up and kind of going down a path that was really interesting that I thought was really, really good. So, And the thing is, we don't want to spoil it because maybe most people haven't seen this movie. But, um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's really, really good the way they did it. You know, and, and, and the one reason, you know, this I, – I was comparing this to Braveheart quite a bit. The one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I think is, you know, the look in the, in the you know, kind of the crusade-ish type thing. Um, I think this was a little different in that – that um, in in Braveheart there was a, a black and a white. There was a good guys and there were bad guys. Right. And right. in this one it's a lot different because there is no cut and dry good guy and bad guy. I mean, even in the beginning, um, I was having a uh, I was kind of going uh, wondering where this was going to go because okay, here's Ulrich, who is our quote unquote hero. However, he is a crusader you know, going around killing people because they, they don't believe in the Christian God and, and you know, whatnot. Well, and you see that early when they come across a, uh, they're going to burn a witch at the stake right. when they're on their journey. And Osmond, who's a monk, goes up to try to save her. And Ulrich goes up there and, and uh, asks what's going on. And you find out that uh, she's accused of poisoning the well because as soon as she went to the well and added some water to it, a whole bunch of people got sick, and she claimed she was trying to bless the well with holy water or right. something. So anyways, um, so Ulrich brings her down, unties her, cuts her off of the uh, from the, the stake that she was going to be burned at, and walks her away, and then stabs her, like, really violently. I mean, right. they showed it from behind, but it was really violent how he ended up killing her, and the reason being was he saved her from, from being tortured, um, burned at the stake. And right. uh, he's like, you know, they were going to catch her anyway and do it again. I just saved her. I just gave her mercy. And so, well, but there, all there the way is through, no... there's that that no like like no definite right, no definite. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. So so you know he says that, but you know you're like, holy shit, man, the guy's ruthless. Right. So then you know we've heard about the Crusades and how Christianity has started a whole bunch of wars throughout history, mm-hmm. and so you know which side are they on? And and, and so you're right. I think that's why this is so interesting because you kind of go back and forth between god those guys are jackasses to oh my gosh i don't want to see them renounce and be killed and you know it's just it's just a really and it even ends that way you know talking yeah. about right and wrong and good and evil and stuff like that so well you know what and, and i think for me like the the kind of what i take from it 
is, and I don't want to get into a political or an ethical mm -hmm. discussion or anything like that mm -hmm. necessarily, but to me, this movie was all about power yep. and in the misuse of power. I mean, because in essence, whoever had the power was the tyrant. Yeah. Um, because, uh, I mean, even, I mean, in the beginning, it's set up to, to I, and like I said, I don't, I, I, I mean, it was just kind of given us to us matter of fact that these are crusaders, you know, it, they didn't, he didn't make them look especially like, you know, hateful characters, you know, and, and Ulrich was a quiet brooding, you know, whatever. So, you know, he didn't like make them look like villains necessarily, mm -hmm. but he also didn't make them look like heroes either. You know, he just, right. like I said, it was just very matter-of-factly, you know, and then they were the bullies in the beginning. They they had all the power. Of course, when that right. was taken away, you know, the the, the, the villagers kind of did the, the same thing, mm -hmm. you know. So it's when the power shifted, so did the, so did the, um, I don't, that torturous desire or, right. or something like that. Because, I mean, it, it, it's funny because it got kind of wicked towards the end where the, where the, the, the main girl in the, in the village was kind of relishing in making these guys mm -hmm. renounce their God and, mm -hmm. you know, and whatnot. And she was, it, it was just, it was really hard to take. Cause I don't think there was any good guys, any bad guys the whole time. Uh, I was, agree. It was just a really, I, I think it was just a really great movie. Had a, I, the message, the message is what I think, whatever you take from it, but I, right. I think it was just a great story, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Definitely worth a, a watch. And, you know, it wasn't like a Braveheart where you have, where it's like three hours long either. I was worried going in cause it was, I mean, I was like, where's this movie been? I don't remember coming out in the theater. Mm -hmm. And so I just wondered, well, is this going to be like a giant epic two and a half hour movie? Right. And, you know, I, I paused it and then brought it back on just to see, and it's an hour 40. Yep. So, you know, definitely not to over the top long. Well, and this actually got a very limited theatrical release, art houses, film festivals, stuff like that. And it's kind of mm -hmm. sad because, I mean, this is one of the highest quality movies, you know, that I've watched in a long time right. that in essence didn't have a big theater run. Yeah, right. You know, and that's, that's what was so interesting about it. I think this, I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, I'm no marketing genius or anything like this, but this is something I, I'm like you, I didn't know. I mean, I read the, I read the synopsis and whatever, but I didn't know it was going to be a, you know, kind of a powerful story. You yeah, know, right. I, I, there was, I had, I did, I think I'd even seen a, a, you know, a trailer or something for it, but it, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think it really prepared me even for, you know, what this movie ended up being. So. Yeah, well, and it, yeah, because it's it kind of like it was tongue in cheek on the synopsis about this knight that has to go try and during the plague ridden times um, goes to a village where their people are protected or rising to the dead, and she may have satanic ties or maybe tied to Satan. Right. And so it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those stories, you know. It just didn't put it didn't. It's like what you said. It didn't prepare you for what the story was going to be about. Well, and and I also had questions such as: Is this going to be supernatural? Is this you mm -hmm. know going to be you know? Um, you know, may, just just flat out historical, and who knows? You know, yeah. Even right. I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways that different things could be interpreted. I actually think that they, you know, I don't, I don't know if you can, if you can interpret them. You know, come to think of it, but you know, it, it did allude to the supernatural in, in you know quite a few parts. Yeah, but I don't know. I I 
really enjoyed this movie. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, I mean, there was nobody at the end dropping his lover's uh, handkerchief and yelling freedom. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I, <laughs> I love Braveheart. I mean, I, yeah, right, right. I do. And it's, you know, I mean, and that is a long ass movie and, but you know, that's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And while this right. didn't, this was a, a much, much darker version, you know, but the same along the same lines. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, and you know, speaking of long ass movies, by the way, have you ever seen Fall Down Dead? No. Well, I, I've, I've got that, and it says on my iPod it's three hours and seven minutes. Oh yuck! Udo Kier. I, I, I'm halfway through it. I don't know if it's really going to be three hours, but anyways, that's off topic. Holy crap! But uh, no, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, I think the thing with Braveheart is it was such a great epic piece of, of its time. What 1995 or something? Something like that. 1996. But anyways, um, you just see so many references back to it, and, and I think there's been so many movies that have tried to come and do that that it kind of waters it down. But uh, you know, I thought this was a a good throwback to that. Well, I think so. that kind of became the became the measuring stick. Yes. You know, a little bit where, you know, and, and listen, I mean, I realized that this was close to the same region, but it wasn't the exact same region, you know, right. so, I mean, the, the landscapes were a little bit different and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, like I said, I don't know what year Braveheart was supposed to take, take place yeah, in. I can't remember. But I don't know this, I mean, it was, this movie was reminiscent of, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. style, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I also, you know, and, and one thing too is I wonder I mean, I don't know, and maybe I'm looking too deeply into this, but I wonder if this was kind of a a story told that um, to kind of give a parallel for what's going on, you know, now, mm-hmm. you know, between between the powerful versus the the you know the the non powerful, and then the power shifting, and you know, basically people doing the things that they want, you know, condemned and whatnot, but. That's a whole well, I think, discussion. I think, I think that stuff. I think that stuff's always gone on, though. Because no, I, I, I know, totally agree. But I know that, that this stuff went on. Like, I mean, they wouldn't even let people read back back before Gutenberg printed the Bible mm-hmm. because they were scared that, that these people would start asking questions and revolt because they were just being held down by by some the you know, man. one or two one or two people. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it is it is very similar to what's going on today, where you have a bunch of people that feel like they're out of control. I mean, we see people rioting like crazy in different countries, saying they're sticking it to the rich. Well, they're they're misinformed a lot of times. I mean, yeah, there's some evil people that are pulling some strings and stuff like that. But in the end, you've got to have those those people that are rich to uh, you know provide some resources for those that, that aren't providing for themselves. So anyways, I, like you said, we don't want to get political, but it's interesting to see that that stuff's always gone on. And, it's always gone on. And you know what? It would be awesome if we could uh, solve our problems with a portable dungeon. Oh, dude, it would solve all <laughs> problems. I have to just whip that thing open and show what it does. And uh, you're going you're gonna to be able to get whatever you want. No, yeah. Anyway, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, I mean, obviously, I think we both enjoyed the movie uh it, I, don't, I don't know the the whole historical horror type of thing was was a really good take for me uh, well and i like that stuff too we've watched uh you know vampire yep. and some dracula movies that are time pieces which i man i really enjoy that mm-hmm. so but i learned a couple things here sure. so i learned that torturers leave one naked guy in the pool to keep everyone warm <laughs> did you see that there was like one dude with his shirt off i'm like what the hell is he preventing hypothermia with everybody what's going on <laughs> He's like he's like rubbing up next to people. He's like, oh, stay warm, stay warm. Wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I'm pretty sure God is not going to tell you to leave His service to go screw the chick. 
Oh, the guy was praying for it, and I'm pretty sure that's just not the way God works. <laughs> okay. Um, and then don't you judge no him? What's that? Don't you judge him? Oh, I'm not judging. Who are him. you? Cast the first. Oh, shut up, Mike. Okay. <laughs> and then, under no circumstances is it a good, is it a good idea to stab your girlfriend? It's rare. The, the, well, you know what? Can I can I change that to rarely? Is it a good idea? <laughs> because I want to keep that window open. My gosh! Do you, do you realize that this is actually the second movie in a row? Where a dude has killed his true love because he thought that she was coming back from the dead, but what? really wasn't dead. Wait a second. What did In we watch Cemetery last Man. Oh, that's right. I think we just spoiled this one. Uh, no, I, I, what? <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. What? I, what? That's right, dude. Holy that's crap. right. No, that's true. <laughs> I learned a couple of these. All right. Uh, that maybe I'm a little more of a clean freak than I thought. Oh, yeah. I kept thinking about really bushy vaginas and oh. and like pubes on everything because you know no Sick. one's ever I don't know I mean if if left untamed they'll get everywhere. All Listen, right. dude, that's that's where the saying "on the rack" came from. <sighs> I don't even want. No, I'm serious. I that's, you know what? I the, don't. They would just it. carry a rag around. That's what happened. <laughs> just swipe it every once in a while. Oh, shut up. That's so I'm gross. serious. It's true. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not questioning the validity of the claim. I just do not want to hear it. Oh, okay. Uh, I learned that maybe I would love to start collecting medieval torture devices. Oh, absolutely. You know? There's some fantastic ones. Uh, I learned never to take a drink that I didn't watch somebody make. But uh, <laughs> no kidding, you know, dude. The thing is, is you'd think I'd have learned that back in college when that group of hot coeds roofied my coke and took advantage of me all night. But uh, like, I didn't learn it then. It was this movie you know that actually made right. me do it. I, I should have learned, too, the one time where I, I got my uh, drink spiked, and then uh, I woke up, and there was a tiger in the bathroom. And then my friend was missing a tooth. Right. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. This was, this was just the hangover medieval style. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you woke up and uh, you got uh, gutted. So, oh, yeah. yeah Yikes. Uh, you know what? I do have. You know the pair I brought up, the the pair of yeah. anguish. There yeah. is one that's worse, dude. Look, oh, yeah. look, look up the Judas Cradle when you get a minute. Oh, have you seen it? You know what that is? What? It's basically no. they they tie you up and they kind of hang you up there, but underneath you is like this like little like what do you call it? like a pyramid or something? Yeah. That they stick your butthole on, and yeah. the the further you you kind of try to hold yourself up, but as your strength leaves you, you kind of, ooh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dude, they, they like, literally, those guys, I, I uh. It's like, it's up... like a kudos for, for being sadistic. Dude, they, they had seriously perfected the art of torture. I, I went through a class or a, I had uh, some sort of talk given to me about how they crucified people and what that actually meant. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it was, it is absolutely the most brutal thing when people are crucified they actually drown oh, that's that's, be, that's how they die of their blood or something or what well yeah so what ends up happening and we can get into this a little bit i'll be quick but what they do is they they you're not you're not standing straight up on the cross so what you do is you're kind of hunched over so your knees are up against your chest and then they nail your hands to the cross and then they, they nail your feet to the cross and so the only way for you to breathe because you're hunched over is either lift up on your hands or push on your feet oh. and they're nailed so they're through these giant major um, nerves. So every time you do it, it sends like electric shock 
through your nervous system because your these nails are these giant nails are against your your nerves. Oh, so gosh. what ends up happening is is when they finally after you've been hanging there for twelve hours and they don't usually they they'll give you water. Um, and so you'll, you'll drink this water, but because you can't breathe and you're pushing up against it, your lungs start to fill with fluid. And then when they want you to die, they end up breaking your legs. So there's no way that you can push against the, your, your feet to, oh to let you go up. And so you end up drowning in your own, uh, in, in, uh, um, your own fluids. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, it's, it's the most wicked. terrible. It is a terrible, terrible. I mean, who's thinking of this shit up? I mean, there's just twisted, twisted, twisted people that are perfecting these tortures. I mean, it's terrible. Oh, dude. So anyway, that's awful. That was, that's a that's a great note to to <laughs> go into. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I only got one who else said that. Like I said, right, I was I was like so like tuned into this movie. I got five. Okay, well, good. You made it up for it. All right. Uh, mine is what I, what I say now doesn't leave these walls. That's uh, basically what I say to people right right before I I tell them about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It's so true. We're closet podcasters. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I've got. Uh, I thought of this one on the fly because I had it written down, but I didn't have anything on there. Okay. We have we have the journey. We have the tools. We travel into hell, and that's Chickless's dry cleaner. <laughs> So I was glad we could, uh, once we started talking about that, we needed to make fun of chickens. I got one. Oh, that's great. All right, let's see. By the end of the week, men were shagging pigs. That was Rush talking about Bastille Day in Canada. Oh, okay. All right, nice. Rush, yeah. okay. Informative, informative. This is this one's kind of uh, maybe a little insensitive, maybe too soon, but turn back where we are headed. Men have become savages. That's 49er fans. Oh. Oh, man. No, that's uh, that's 49er fans going, or wait, wait, wait. That's Raider fans. Oh, the Ra- wait a second. Are Raider fans the ones that, that? No, the 49er fans are the ones that. Uh, that it was a 49er fan that got hurt. Right. Okay. I. All I all I know is is I always kind of think that 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 uh, that uh, the Niners fans are a little more probably kind than than Raiders fans. See, all I know. Well, and that's so. The Niners fans are the ones talking to each other, telling each other that they didn't. No, I get it. But. But I think you're a dumbass for wearing an opposing jersey into a uh, into a stadium. But just what I think. All right, and then uh, farewell, I always my respect the opposing team. Okay, just saying. Absolutely, always. But you but you call you tell them that they suck. Well, because so they do. Uh, <laughs> farewell, my friend. And that's that's an adult circumcision patient. <laughs> and then the last one I got is Osmond. What troubles you? That's Marie to Donnie when he couldn't get it up. Oh, oh, you know what? They're a Utah natural, natural, na- natural treasure here. Yeah, but you know what? Come if on. the name is Osmond, if the name is Osmond in a movie, I mean, holy crap! You know, as if you're not. I get never one even made that connection. Oh, I always listen for the names of the the people in the movie and try to think of somebody, like right away, and then I try and think of somebody that I can use. <laughs> Dude, by the yeah. way, greatest heavy yeah. metal song of all time. The Osmond Brothers, Crazy Horses. Go look at Crazy it up. Horses? Yes. I'm going to look that up, and I'm going to try and do a, uh, a Photoshop of the Osmond Brothers mm-hmm. with a Judas Cradle. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then the kick to the balls for me was uh, the dude who tested a sharp blade by cutting his finger on it. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Come on. You don't run up and down the blade when you're testing the 
sharpness of it, and then he flips it over, and he's bleeding. It's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Dude, idiot. Now, my kick to the balls goes, now, I probably would have fallen for the same thing, but it's Hopper mm-hmm. letting the power of the blizzard, let him, you know, <laughs> let him give up power of the of the village. But listen, nice. I mean, we've all been there. We, we all understand what's going on there, okay? All right. Absolutely. All right. We have sympathy for that. Sure. All right. Do you have another kick to the balls? Is that the one I know. That's, that's all. That's all the all kicks right, to balls. The six degrees that I have is David Warner, who played Sark in Tron, uh, who was in Tron with Jeff Bridges, who was in Seabiscuit with Tobey Maguire, <laughs> who was in uh, Spider-Man with Bruce Campbell. No, you use Seabiscuit and Spider-Man. That's Come on, excellent. dude. Seabiscuit's such a good show. I've never wanted to do a horse more than after I watched that movie. <laughs> really, so I find that hard to believe. But You know uh, what's funny? Uh, so check this out. So what do you give this movie? Uh, I give it a really high buy. That's what I do, too. Okay. Give it a really so what am I buy. checking out? Just that? Well, we didn't rate last week's movie. Oh, we didn't? No. Right after right after we got done, I was like, oh my gosh, we never said what we gave what it. What do you give it? Something I give that rate. one a buy. I give that a red box. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So so people have been waiting too long for, the, for our opinions on that. I'm sure they've That's really right. been worried about it. You know what I just thought of? Have you ever heard, have you ever heard of or seen the movie Matthew Hopkins' Witchfinder General? No. Dude, this is like the prequel to that. Really? Because of the very end part what where Osmond decides to, to take oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? Anyway, I just, I just spoiled quest. it again. No, he just goes on a quest. Does, That's all we have to say. He goes on a quest that may or may not have anything to do with what Matthew Hopkins, the Witchfinder General, has to do. <laughs> wow. Uh, I forgot that that spoiled it. Oh, sweet, dude. Um, how, about we, uh, how about we put in a death scene? Let's do it. Why'd you do this, man? Why? Why'd you do it, man? JT, what the... Oh man, we made it. We made it through technical difficulties. Oh jeez, technical difficulties. Crying babies. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to edit some out because I know you could hear that. Well, I'm gonna. Oh, you mean during the? Oh, I'll do. Yeah, when I because like I muted my microphone so you couldn't hear it on Skype, and then when I was upstairs, I'm like, oh shit. Oh no, that's okay. We'll we'll edit that part anyways. Plus, before I send it over, I'm just gonna white it out, white noise it out. All right, do it. That's easy to do. Do what you want to do. No, it's easy. I can at least do some of my own editing. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm going to have to cut it out anyway. Oh yeah. So, so well, we'll I, pre- I appreciate you making an effort, Sam. But I try. Uh, but yeah. Listen, I, you know, once I once I figured out, I just have to hit uh, F2 to turn my radio button on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm deadly. I'm dangerous now on the uh, IT. Part. <laughs> uh, all right. So you know what? You know what we're gonna do? What? I think this is what we ought to do because the forums are kind of dead, and the Facebook may yeah. not. May not be. Um, uh, should we just have people 
um, voicemail in their guesses for the death scene instead of put it on the forums. Let's do that. Because yeah, here, here's idea. why. Because basically, since it's kind of the forums are kind of like a lush green um, garden. If you yeah. if you don't trim the weeds, you know, every once in a while, they can overtake everything. Well, and, listen, and that's not just they a garden. Happened. Well, yeah, that's, that's not just a garden. That's a uh, pubic too. All right, I mean, that's just how it the works. forums are like Sam's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get a weed whacker in there every once in a while, there's just going to yeah. get pubes all over. That's right. And that 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 was has nothing to do with the metaphor I was trying to make. I'm just that's just a anyway. All right, call call those in. Um 20633 Uh email us, Mike at com. I don't know why people email us because first of all we never really talk about emails on the on the uh on the air and then uh we <laughs> we're pretty piss poor at getting back to people. But Oh my gosh. Well and we get some really good emails like uh the story about the guy that had a Tootsie Roll junk from a toilet seat. Yeah, dude. Dude, that was fantastic. I think his name was Steven. Was it Steven? I don't know. I I, uh... I have the email, and I apologize because I read it, and I laughed my head <laughs> off, but I was reading it while I was in bed, and then I'm so terrible. With one hand on his cock. Back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, making sure that mine wasn't a Tootsie Roll. Exactly. But, uh, is but uh, no, is more I'm like so a terrible. Kiss. Yeah, well, sick. But if I read it in bed and then I wake up the next day, I, I generally for work have like 300 emails that I deal with every day. Yeah. So I just don't end up getting back. And so I apologize. I'm terrible. But I am reading them and I'm laughing <laughs> as I'm reading them. All right. And I still owe people some uh, some dang prizes. We'll get those out. Anyway, I guess that's it. You got anything else? Just to, hey, also with your guests on the death scene, if you could interpret my dreams. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would appreciate that just to kind of see what the. Uh, Dude, should we do, it? Should we do an in interpret head? Sam's dream contest? Well, sure. Yeah, either a contest or just people can go on. You know, I may I may start employing the uh, lay down and trying to remember my dreams and write them down, and we can we can talk about some and see see how weird they are. All right, man. Hey, uh, yes, yeah, send in uh, your, <laughs> your uh, translation of Sam's dream or your interpretation of Sam's dream. And, um, yeah. And uh, it was, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of afraid. I, You're afraid I, of I'm what? afraid of, of the, the responses we'll get. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit afraid because if we get somebody that knows what the hell they're talking about and I find out that I've got some serious issues. Um, you're, just, you're throwing you know. it out there. I am throwing it out there. Yeah. I just want to know at this point because I've heard recurring dreams aren't very good for you. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'll see. It's like watching reruns. It just bores you to death. Or it just it creeps one step closer to something terrible. Oh, nice. Oh. All right, cool. All right, so from the cadaver, we'll see you later. later.